Well, how to do and good day to you. Welcome back to the Pathfinder Kings as we play through Outlaws of Alkenstar. As always, we'd love to invite you all to our Discord and to follow us on Twitter at TPK Podcast. And I would like to introduce myself as Hopalong Happenstance, your favorite Whisper Sheets Whisperer. And have I got a tale for you? We catch up with our band of criminal conspirators inside the Gold Tank Reserve's vault, causing a downright commotion with the manager which breaks out into a scuffle. Orville demonstrates some civil disobedience in riling up the bank's clientele, while our robber baron family skedaddles their way out the back door. With Shield Marshal Deputy Loveless hot on their heels and her rifle in hand, they escape out into the scrapyard, where some new goblin acquaintances mistake them for a team of mercenaries brought on to rout the Knoll gang, just looming precariously close for comfort. With some tips on how to cross the treacherous and rust-ridden refuse pile, our bad banditos activate an old crane to make their escape and find the insectoid inhabitants less than amicable. We begin our story here. I really have this bad habit of saving all of my good rolls for initiative. I don't understand it. Yeah, that nat 20 on the initiative. Although that swarm is still faster. I honestly didn't even notice the nat 20 on initiative. So uh, initiative is basically starting as the cab door flings open and this giant swarm comes boiling out? Yes. Yeah. Also, GM, are you able to tell me the weakness value? I don't know if I'm able to tell you the value. I think I just tell you the highest weakness. Is it more or less than three? Why is that important? Because it depends on what I add to my damage rolls. What do you mean? Because if it's more than three, you can just go ahead and add it. If it's less than three, I'm just going to go ahead and add it. It is more than three. Okay. So I'll just say, like, when I hit it, to add weakness damage to that. Yeah. Alright. Teron flings open the door, and the cockroach swarm is immediately just going to burst out the doors. There's literally hundreds of these tiny creatures just crawling all over you. And it is going to immediately engulf all three of Teron, Casper, and Orville. So I need reflex saves from all three of you. Not the suit, not the... God damn it. Why do I always go for my mouth and nose first? Is it just because I'm a skeleton? So Taryn got the highest save with a 16, which is a failure. So all three of you will be taking four piercing damage as the swarm bites you and crawls all over you. And then for its third action, it's going to do the same thing. It's going to bite you all again, so I need another reflex save. Alright, we got a 19, a 6, and a 23. So the 6 is actually going to be a crit failure. So Taron, this time, these cockroaches just crawl all over you. They're swarming you, they're getting like inside your bones, inside your rib cage, and you're gonna take 14 piercing damage. Taron's just gonna let out a loud gurgle as they're just crawling all over him. Meanwhile, Orville and Casper are both only gonna take three. Enjoy those temporary hit points. All right, Casper, you are up now. I ain't doing so good. None of us is doing that good right now. None of us is doing very good. So um, it is time for a little battle medicine, I think. Uh, and we are going to 
start with uh, myself. Airline rules, so the first heal going to me for eight hit points. Next heal, oh, we're gonna try for Tarion. Eight for me, six for Tarion, and uh, my buddy Orville here, he's human, but I I've stitched up humans before, so let's try on him too. So that is a battle medicine for eight for myself, six for Tarion, and seven for uh, Orville. Um, and that's end of turn for me as I just frantically try to patch everybody up. Well, um, for my turn, I think I'm going to... I mean, Orville doesn't like bugs in the slightest. Run away quite a bit. Then, uh, using Quick Alchemy, I'm going to craft a necrotic bomb. And using Quick Bomber, I'm then going to lob it at the, um, the crowd of cockroaches. Okay. There we go. Oh, that was terrible. So that misses, but it does still do splash damage. That's just one splash damage to everyone, I think. Well, it will be more because it is weak to splash damage. Nice. And then also with the splash damage, Casper and Teron both get one health back because it's a necrotic bomb. Invigorating. Enjoy, lads. And that brings us to Teron. All right. Teron, for his first action, is going to go ahead and make a five-foot step to get out of the swarm going a little bit closer to the crane here and then for his second action he's gonna whip his whip around kind of almost in like a like a form in a, a whirlwind type of of motion and he's just gonna flick it at this cockroach swarm with a, a solid 12 to hit yeah that that's a miss uh seeing that he somehow missed this gigantic swarm is gonna round his hand around, take that momentum, and try to make a second strike on it. And that is a one on the die for Terron, as he cannot hit anything. So what is your lovely critical fumble cards you draw? Uh, as Terron uses the momentum to try to make a second strike, uh, he overthrows it, and he now falls prone, and I and he's slowed one until the end of my next turn. Alright, Arcus. Alright, so I just want to try to get some clarification on something. I meant to roll stealth for initiative because I was avoiding notice, but it would have been the same result for my initiative count. So is that okay for me to still use one shot, one kill? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so I'm going to try and uh, hit it with my gun. I'm just going to aim at the swarm and hope the explosion of my bullet kills a bunch of them. And I'm going to strike with my... Oh yeah, I'm going to fire my gun at them. Uh, that's a 15. That is going to miss. Oh my god. Alright, well, I'm gonna reload and try again. Why not? Uh, that's gonna miss as well with the 11. Uh, so that's my turn. Alright, and Cockroach Swarm has a nice, tasty skeleton snack in it, so it's gonna use one action to bite. So give me that reflex save, Casper. 17 is just barely gonna fail. So take two piercing damage as the cockroach swarm bites you. And then cockroach swarm is going to move over to get the other little skeleton. So give me a reflex save, Terron. 22 will be a regular success. Take five damage. And then it will be Casper's turn. Is it possible for me to advance, uh, I believe that's 10 feet northeast into that square, or is that like on the lip of the pit right there? No, you can go, no problem. It's 
move action. Uh, once I'm there, I don't really have a lot of ways to damage this with my skill set, unfortunately. So I am going to raise shield. Um, there's nothing really I can do, so yeah, i got a waste action economy here. That's end of turn. My bad, guys. Alright, Orville. Alright, well, um, it's not too much Orville can do other than stand where he is, reload his um, hand crossbow, and just take a shot with that. That will hit. And as you shoot and the bolt pierces through the swarm, it, it doesn't really look like you did much of anything. Hmm. really have anything I can... can't make anything at the minute. Uh, I guess the only other thing I can do at the minute is just kind of reload for the sake of it. It's not got much. Yeah. And I think that's all three actions done then. Alrighty. Taron. Well, as Taron is getting the ever-loving shit bit out of him, uh, he is going to run out of the swarm so he can stop getting the shit bit out of him. So he's going to stride about 10 feet away, getting out of that distance, and he's going to bring his arm around and try to crack his whip at the swarm. That's a 24 to hit with the scorpion whip. That will hit. Hey, finally. So that whip is going to come around and crack down on the middle of that swarm for six damage and splash damage weakness as the tip of the tail just splurts out this red ooze that seems to burn the cockroaches. Ooh, I add the weakness on top of that, correct? Yes, so it's six uh, slashing damage and then whatever the weakness value for splash is that they have. That is actually gonna be enough to dissipate the swarm. Nicely done. One good hit is all it took. Let's say that whip of yours is a fascinating thing. I'm gonna have to have a look. Yeah, I don't really remember where I got it from. It's just when I woke up one day, it was there with me. It's nothing like my hair pick, though. It radiates some energy, something fierce. How curious. How curious. Anyway, if the bugs are gone, shall we um get back to the task at hand? Yeah, we should probably look into getting this crane moving and probably getting patched up as well. Yeah, um, I don't think I can uh, do much for you guys, unfortunately. I'm pretty good at medicine, but uh, you guys don't have, uh, you know, normal flesh. That's all right, little one. Why don't you crawl up in that there crane and see what you can figure out? All right, I can see. I can take a look. Yeah, can I also join him going up to the crane? Yeah. Don't want to leave children unsupervised. <laughs> So the two in the crane, roll me perception. So I rolled an 18. (laughs) Not one! So, Arcus, you find a sliding door at the base of the crane, and inside there's a little box. Uh, I want to inspect what's in the box. Okay, so we have a pint of oil, a pickled sparrow eye in a tiny bottle, and peppery frog leg jerky. Interesting. You can use crafting to identify them. Okay. Uh, how do I do that? I just roll. Okay. Uh, let's see. That's for the first one. Yes, I have no idea what it is because I roll a four. It looks like a pickled sparrow eye in a tiny bottle. And then here's the second one. That's a nine. It looks like peppery frog leg jerky. I show them to Orville and like, hey, do you notice anything weird about these at all? Well, I guess I'm also going to try and figure out what they are. It's, you know, it's a 22. All right. So with that, you know the 
pickled sparrow eye in the tiny bottle is going to be basically the equivalent of a eagle eye elixir. Nice. A lesser eagle eye elixir. Lesser eagle eye elixir. And um, the second crafting check I'll just make now for the frog leg looking thing. 21. 21, that's enough as well. You see, it's a... The peppery frog leg jerky is probably the equivalent of a leaper's elixir. Good find, Arcus. These are some um, some very interesting f- samples. Um, This, I believe, is a leaper's elixir. Well, that's pretty interesting. This means you'll be able to um, probably jump further than I could, even with your short stature. And the other one, um, it'll improve your sight. You'll just be able to... Um, you'll have sharper vision. If you leave these with me... Um, as an alchemist, can I try and um, figure out how to make formulas for these? Yes, you can. Uh, do I have to do that in spare time, or can I...? You you kind of have to do that in spare time. It takes, like, I want to say it's, like, anywhere from one hour to f- six hours. All right. So would you mind leaving them with me, and I can potentially make some more? Yeah, that's fine. What about the operating this crane, though? Ah, uh, I'll also have a look at that. Uh, just crafting for that? Oh, 25. Nice. Yeah, you... It's elementary. It's rustic, almost. But it's very easy to counterintuitively rework the steps of these levers and gears that were, like, put in. And you are able to reverse engineer how this works and can fully control this crane. Oh, so... That, uh, that, that's, I think this is gonna work. Glad to hear it. Now let's get this crate moved and maybe we can hop on top of it and carry ourselves all the way over there. Alright, so, um, I'm gonna start trying to do exactly what he's just said. Move the crane over to the crate, pick it up, and winch it back for them to climb on top of. Alright. We can't just use the crane to make us a bridge on top of that crate? Well, we could. It's just a bit of a, um, seems quite precarious to walk over and it's very rusted um leave that to us two to risk and you two we can just carry across so safer yeah unless you want to make the good old tightrope walk across this here i don't know lake of oil this is probably the better bet all right so um arcus you head down with them on top of the crate and i'll winch you all over okay we'll do all right so you are able to fully operate the crane, so whoever is climbing on top of the box can easily get on top of it and move over. And I guess once I've moved them over, I'm going to have to then try and climb over the crane to try and get to where they are. That sounds like what's happening, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I need to roll anything to climb over that, or...? That will be athletics. You wouldn't... You wouldn't make poor Orville do athletics. That's cruel. Sadly, if you want to climb on a crane, you gotta be kind of athletic to do it. <laughs> That's a three. That was so close to being a 17, too. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you kind of get up, and then you, like, you honestly can't even get up the crane. You, like, go to climb up it, and your measly little stick arms are, like, bowing at the thought of it. Oh, God, I have even less muscle than those two skeletons. Guys, we may need to think of another way for me to get across. I'm I'm not going to be able to climb this. How good can you swim? In that? In these clothes? Well, the way I see it is, you either man up and 
across that there bridge, or you swim across. Oh, dear heavens. Um, can I look at the liquid to see what it is? Is it just, like, water with oil in it, or... Yeah, just try and figure out why the liquid's that weird colour. So as you're, like, examining the liquid, Gomek is going to, like, slowly stand next to you, like, slowly inching closer and being like, This is pit. It was originally pond for us to get drinking water. We covered drain for rainwater, but then rainwater became tainted from trash, and now we dump bad alchemical items in here. It is our trash pit. So this is a random pit of chemicals. You don't know what's in here. Yes, that would be factual. Arcus tosses a piece of trash in the into the water. It sinks to the bottom. Okay, well at least it didn't light on fire or anything. Did anything happen to it, or does it just sink? It just sinks. All right. Maybe we could um maybe we could unclog the drain or something. I could use the crane to um try and unclog it. Yeah, you you saw the crane and you are able to work it well enough that you could easily go in and pick up the metal grate. Before I do that, um, speaking again in Goblin to um oh god, what's his name? Golmek. Golmek. Um. Golmec, would there be any major issues if I was to unclog this drain temporarily? Um, I don't think so. Maybe unclog drain and then replug it will get us fresh water again. Well, then it sounds like a brilliant idea. And I'm gonna go and unclog the drain. Three of you are on the crate on the right side of the lake pond thing. Orville is draining the pond by lifting up the drain from the bottom of the lake, correct? Yep, I'm just gonna put it on the side, ready to chuck straight back after we're done. And as you drain the lake, you start to see a thing in the lake. It's it's thick, it's globular, it's kind of like oozing around, and it's nothing you've ever seen before not like things. I still haven't recovered from the last lake thing. What in the hell is that? As I see it start to appear before we, like, get into a fight or anything, can I just, like, start trying to avoid detection, like, getting back and, like, taking up aim? Yeah. You'll you'll have enough time as it starts to drain the pool and slowly emerges from it. Does Terran have clear line of sight on it? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and try to exploit vulnerability on it as I see this weird creature emerge from the pond. I'm already looking at ways that I can exploit its vulnerability, see if it has any weaknesses. Right, roll me. Yeah, Orville's just gonna sort of turn and say, and this is why you properly dispose of alchemical items. And go ahead with that roll, that was beautiful. That is a natural 20 for esoteric lore on this creature. So on a nat 20, tell me what you learn. So on a natural 20 for esoteric lore, as for most recall knowledges, um, I get to know all of its weaknesses, resistances, and immunities. And I get to ask, I believe it's two questions about it. All right. So it is weak to electricity, more than three. It is immune to critical hits, mental damage, precision damage, unconsciousness, and visual effects. And you get two questions. Um, first question is going to be, what is its weakest save? Its weakest save will be reflex. 
And can you tell me what its most dangerous attack is? It would be when it critically succeeds an attack with its pseudopod, it also deals acid damage to a metal item the target is wearing or holding. Uh, Taron is going to turn to his uh, party members near him and say, Look out, this appears to be some kind of slime mixed with alchemical fluids from the looks of it. From all the metal in it, it's probably weak to electricity, but I would watch out for the little things coming out of it. Could poison you real good. And with that said, uh, Taron is going to pull out of his bag and swap the cartridge out of his uh, scorpion whip, and he's going to put that really unstable uh, construct battery into it, and his whip is going to glow blue and let out sparks of electricity. Okay. And with that, we will go into initiative. All right, I'm going to roll stealth for initiative. God, I have like a plus seven with stealth or a plus eight with perception for initiative, and I just did not roll that high. I'm like no higher than a 10 tonight, or today. I am amazed this first two is slower than me. So I have a, I have a curious question. If I use two actions to prepare a strike action, with the trigger being when this ooze moves into my weapon range, and then I roll that to hit it, can I still use my AOO versus the slime? No, because activating your prepared action is a reaction. Got it, got it, okay. All right, Arcus, you are up first. All right, I'm gonna hit, try to hit with one shot, one kill. Will a 22 hit? A 22 will crit. Oh, shit. Except it's immune to crit. Oh, well, dang, that would have been amazing. So I guess I don't get the fatal aim, D12. Uh, no, you still do D12 damage, you just don't get the same damage output. Yeah, you, it'll be a D12 for damage. Okay, so just a d12 and then a d6, right? For uh, one shot, one kill? Yeah. Okay, so then. And then singular expertise for an additional one. Alright, well, that's gonna be 11 damage, which is not nearly as exciting, but. Not nearly as exciting, but still more than what you would have gotten on a normal hit. Yeah, that's true. Alright, so that was your first action? Oh, true. Uh, I'm gonna reload and try to hit again. Why not? Oh my god, I thought that was gonna be an 18. Uh, I'm guessing that doesn't hit, right? An 8 will miss. Alright, well, that's my turn. Alright, Casper. Um, if, it, just situationally speaking, um, so we're standing on this grate. Uh, how low is the pit beneath us? Like 5 feet, 10 feet? You're on top of a, I believe it is, 25 by 25 by 25 cube. So that would be like a 25 foot drop. So we're a ways up here. Um, in that case, I'm just going to raise shield. I'm going to ready a move action in case this thing comes up to Dustin or uh, tries to get around me to get to Alec. Um, I want to just step in its way as that move action, as that ready move action. Okay. And that's going to be a end of turn after raising shield. All right, Taron. Well, if we're so high up on this box, how, how big is this ooze? It's a medium creature. So it can't even reach us up here. What's to stop us from just leaving? Orville is still on the other side of the lake. Oh yeah, Orville. Shit, I almost forgot about him. Well, if only he just muscled up and climbed across. Oh well. Um, in all seriousness, um, 
I guess even if I whip all the way down, would I still be able to hit this thing with 10 foot reach? I mean, you're on a 25 foot box, so I don't even think your whip will reach to the ground. Well, not to the ground, but it would it whip low enough to where it would hit the, the ooze? No. You, you have to climb off of it to be able to hit the ooze. Uh, in that case, I'm going to use two actions to ready an attack action for if the ooze decides to crawl up this metal crate here. And, uh, and my turn for now. Alright, Orville. Alright, so, um, yeah, I guess seeing this weird creature, um, Arcus is taking shots. I guess Orville is also gonna pull out his crossbow and just take a pot shot at it. That is a 20. That'll hit. Nice. A solid three damage. That's what we need, every little help. And then, uh, for my second action, I'll just reload. Third action, take another shot. Oh, nine. That's gonna miss. Yeah, that's all three turns. And now it's this lovely little Uzi's turn. He he's getting shot at from the right. He's getting shot at from the south. He he doesn't know what he's doing. He's gonna slowly crawl over to where the hole is and kind of glurp itself inside the hole and slowly crawl down the drain that Orville just released for him. And he is going to slink away. Well, I'm sure there'll be no terrible consequences for that. I guess some things just take care of themselves. Wait, 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 wait a second here, gang. Isn't our escape route through the sewer after we get through the shipyard? Uh, oh, god damn it. Oh, deal with that problem when we get to it? For now, we gotta let the water drain anyways. Let's just take care of this knoll problem and get the hell out of here. Sounds good enough to me. So I'm just gonna wait for the water to drain, and when it does, I'm gonna start to head over to the rest. It takes maybe 10, 15 minutes for the water to drain, so if anyone wants to treat wounds in this time, they can. I think I'm still on an hour cooldown timer from the last trade injury, right? Since we met with the goblins? Mm, okay, yeah. Uh, Terran, while the water is draining, he's waiting for Orville to get his happy self over there is gonna hop off of the tall box and look around on the other side, see what he can find. Yeah, this crate. Uh, is there a way past it from where I am, or just walking through the where the water was? You can kind of, like, climb over this little area where you disturb the trash enough to leave, like, a little passageway. Well, hey, welcome to the party, Snake Man. How was your trip? Um, it was more eventful than I planned, but, you know, a good trip needs some entertainment. You got some trash on your fancy shirt there. You should probably pat that off. I have trash on it, and yeah, I'm just checking it and patting off everything I can see. Anyways, looks like we got ourselves a little workshop here. Well, I, I reckon this is probably where that, uh, that goblin tinker they all respected so much was hanging out at, right? These, these look like goblin-sized tools here. Hmm, let's see. I wonder where the gnolls are, though, because they're supposed to be over this side of the wall, right? I'm surprised they haven't raided this place. Might be up north? Yes, they are over the crate to the east and over the ship to the north. Can I see if there's anything useful around this, um, what looks to be some workshop? Yeah. Several benches constructed from stacked crates and sheets of metal line the southwestern corner of this area, creating a makeshift workshop. Each table is cluttered with tools, screws, machine parts, alchemical flasks, and various projects in different stages of construction. 
One path through the junk leads away to the north and another to the west. The west is the portion that you guys just came from. And you see on the counter, there looks to be two hound-like clockwork creations sitting there. Can I look to see if there's any way to activate them or see how they work generally? Before we do that, Casper and Teron, what are you looking for? Uh, Teron is looking for tracks in and out of the workstation to see if he can uh, pick up on the Null's trail or if anybody has recently come in here. Casper is looking for traps or anything else around the workstations that looks uh, precarious or ready to fall at a moment's notice or nudge. Arcus is just watching our position. The trash around this area seems pretty stable, which is why this workshop was probably created here, because it is a stable area. There don't seem to be any tracks leading to the north. It looks like there's just tracks around the workshop area, not leading out of the workshop. And then, Orville, you can roll me your perception check now as you observe the clockwork dogs. Um, given I'm trying to figure out how they work, can I use crafting? Yes, you can. Ooh, that'll be a 16. As soon as you step close to one and kind of, like, touch at it, it is going to lunge at you. And that will bring us to initiative. Oh, great. Damn it, Snake Man, you just had to play with the dogs, didn't you? <laughs> that is a that one for initiative. We love that. A solid two. They look so cute. Can you blame me? So from this crafting check, did I find anything out about them or have they just gone? I will tell you, this is very similar to the clockworks that were guarding the bank. You notice like similar wiring, similar patterns in it. It probably would have similar weaknesses you can extrapolate, but you don't know for sure. Casper, you go first. Um, I believe that's move number one there. Um, I have Orville targeted because I would like to shove Orville out of the way before danger strikes as I can see these dogs about to lunge. Okay, yeah. So Orville, are you going along with the shove or are you resisting it? Oh, I'm absolutely going along with it. Get me away from these things. I will let that 11 pass then. Alright, um, I would love to shove Orville five feet eastward from here, if that's possible. Um, so that'll be move, stride, and uh, raise shield is my final action. Alright, it is Doggo number one's turn, and he is going to immediately look at Casper and kind of like snarl at him and punch over before making a attack with its leg, kicking him. And that will be a 18 to hit. Luckily, that buckler is just up in place at the right time and right angle to deflect that by one AC. And then with that, he's going to jump down and stride east to get flanking for the other doggo. All right, Arcus. All right, so... Oh, I guess I didn't reload since the last battle, so I guess I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to attack with my gun. And that's going to be a 23 to hit. It'd be the one on the left, closest to Orville. Well, I guess they're both the same. It's closest to... The one to the west. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, that will hit. Okay. That's two whole damage. Two whole damage. Wow. And then I'm going to reload, and that's my turn. All right. It is now the one who just got shot's turn. He is going to do the same thing as the first dog. He's going to, like, crouch down and snarl and make a strike at Casper. 
and that is going to be a 20 to hit. 17 was all he needed with that flat-footed, so lucky him. That's a hit. Lucky him. Too bad that is a solid one point of damage. The real damage was is with the tetanus, right? There's a fortitude save two days away. <laughs> Not from this one. So the other one can. All right, Taron. All right, Taron is going to see his brother flanked here and uh, jump into action. So he's going to look at this dog towards the west, northwest here, and he's going to see if he can exploit any vulnerabilities from it. That will be a critical success. Uh, okay. Um, I get to know all of its weaknesses, resistances, and immunities. All right, so it is weak to electricity and Ori Chalcum, less than three. It has no resistances, but it has a lot of immunities. It is immune to death effects, disease, doomed, drained, fatigue, healing, mental necromancy, non-lethal, paralyzed, poison, sickened, and unconsciousness. That's a lot of things. And for my two questions, uh, good old classic, what is their weakest save? Fortitude. And can I tell by its behavior what like tactics it likes to use? So far, looking at it, um, it looks to be very much just kill, 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 but it does have some slight pack mentality, maybe, because they are smart enough to at least flank before going to kill, kill, kill. Okay, so they're they're programmed to be pack hunters. Okay. Um, So after gazing up and down this uh, doggo here, uh, Taron is going to wave his pick over his whip and the the little unstable battery cell in it is just going to light up again, and uh, he is going to bring his hand back and crack his whip at this uh, clockwork dog here. <laughs> and I guess as he does that, he hits nowhere close to it. He tries to aim and hit that clockwork dog, and it just doesn't hit. But it's okay. We're going to bring it back around. We're going to try and go for a second strike here and hopefully not get a two. And that is a 17 to hit. And a 17 will miss. Unfortunate. Uh, that is all three of Teron's actions, as he just can't seem to connect with this dog here in the turn. All right, Orville. Orville's standing here. He's an inventive stuff. He's wondering, um, first I'm glancing around this workshop to see if there's anything I can use as, like, an alchemical weapon. And the other thing I'm looking for is possibly some kind of controller or something for these dogs? Some kind of off switch or anything to make them non-aggressive? Uh, roll me perception for that. 13? So you don't see any, like, controller, no off switch, nothing, like, obvious like that, but you do see a lot of random alchemical items, alchemical shenanigans, alchemical whatever. I will give you two infused reagents. Lovely. Right, well, if I've got two infused reagents... I guess I'm going to immediately... Oh, or do I... Hmm. Nah, I might save them, to be fair. I need them. I guess I'll just take a step back to round about here and reload my crossbow. And that brings us to top of round two, Casper. Uh, I I like this positioning. This is good positioning. I'm going to take a five... No. First, actually, I'm going to try a trip maneuver on the one directly to my northwest. Um, It's closest to everybody else. Uh, so athletics versus reflex. That is enough to trip, yeah. 
All right, uh, trip on Mr. Northeast there, um, and I'm going to five foot step east to um, get in the way of the uninjured one and raise my shield, and that's going to be end of turn. So it is the one to the south's turn now, and he sees you step in front of him. He's going to do the same bend over, snarl, and make a strike at you for a 15 to hit. Just a little bit short with my shield up there. Looking for that magic 19, though. I got I, You got a 20 in the next one. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. And then he's going to do a second attack with a, another 15. Uh, applause for consistency. I, I love his, his effort here. A for effort. A plus. Yeah, that's, that's his turn. All right, Arcus. You got one dog on the ground, and you got one dog blocked by Casper. So, I guess it's completely blocked by Casper? You can hit it, it'll just have cover. Okay, the one on the ground though, I can can I hit without, or do I need to move? You can hit it, but it will have cover because Teron is in front of you. Okay, but it's also front. Okay, alright, I'm gonna try to hit the one on the ground. Does a 14 hit? 14 will miss. Okay, then I'm gonna reload. And, uh, try one more time. Now a 15, on the other hand. That will hit. Okay, good. And that's four damage. Alrighty. And that is all three of his turns. So it is now the dog on the ground's turn. First action, he is going to stand up. Second action, he is going to move over to flank Casper again. And third action, he's going to just do a regular strike. Well, he's going to critically fail his role anyways. So, Teron. Well, so as to not forget which weapon I'm holding again, um, Teron is going to use his first action to hit the dog that just moved over and tried to uh, attack Casper. He is now flanked now since I have reach with my whip. So... Teron is going to line up his arm and hopefully connect with this strike with a 25 to hit. Because you're flanking, that will crit. Oh, it'll crit with flanking. Perfect. So he's just going to whip his arm around and he's going to hit the dog with the tip of its, uh, with the scorpion tip of his whip right at the head and hopefully knock that thing right off. And that head goes flying off this pupper. Alright, and with that, Teron is going to use his second action to move and try to flank again to get right up next to it, and I'm going to hit it, hit the last mechanical dog with my whip. Again, winding my arm around, hopefully connecting. And that is a natural one. Oh boy, what's your fancy little fumble card say? So as Teron brings his arm around to try and connect with the tip of his whip, he just misses, and he now takes a minus one circumstance penalty to attack rolls until I score a critical hit. All or nothing. All or nothing. That is evil. It's even better since I just crit the other one. (laughs) And that is all three actions and a turn. All right, Orville. Right, well, um... Not much Orville can do. He's going to stand here. He's going to fire his hand crossbow at the dog. Oof. That is a... That is not a hit. Second action will be reload, and then he's going to shoot again. And that's an at 20. 20 on the die! Critical hit deck. What is it? Piercing, pinhole, 
The target takes one persistent bleed damage that can't be removed until the target is healed. Ooh. Yeah. And the damage for that will be... <laughs> two damage. Oh, a whopping two damage. But he is persistently bleeding. All right, Casper. Uh, far be it from me to be an inadvertent ally for my enemies. I'm going to five foot steppy out of getting shot in the back here because that, that's a real concern uh, in this kind of setting right now. Um, and I'm going to attempt and uh, let's try a trip check on uh, the last little puppy here real quick. See if we get lucky versus reflex DC. That is a prone puppy. One prone puppy. Um, I'm going to push it uh, just because I don't want to raise shield. I'm going to try one more athletics with a melds full attack penalty. Um, this time against fortitude uh, for a grab. Um, let's go ahead here. Big dice, big dice, big dice with a natty one. Um, that is technically an attack. Do you want me to take a critical fumble with that one? Nah, that's fine. Alrighty. Well, um, I believe in the case of a failed grab, I still provoke. Um, let me let me grapple. Critical failure. Um, he, he can either grab me as if he has succeeded against grapple and a grapple action against me, or force me to land prone if he wants. He's gonna knock you prone. Alrighty, uh, let me go ahead and put myself on the ground here, and that's going to be end of turn. Dog's on the ground, dog wants you on the ground too. He's going to give me licks! Lots of licks! So, first action, dog's going to get up. And as he gets up, Teron is Teron's uh, pick in his left hand is going to shake, and it's going to reach out to try and attack the dog. And what is that ability called? It is called Implements Interruption. Uh, it is basically attack of opportunity, but it can be used against anything that I have exploited vulnerability against, and I make a attacking strike with my weapon implement and not my regular weapon, so this will be using my pick. And that is a 12 to hit. That is going to miss. Well, Teron's pick shakes a little bit, it tries to reach out and hit the dog, but it's a swing and a miss. And now it is the dog's turn. First action will stand up. Second action, he's gonna strike at Teron with his leg, going for a nice little kick with a 22 to hit. That hits. You're gonna take a solid three damage as this robotic leg just hits you in the shin. And then it's third action, it's gonna try to kick you again for a 15. That will miss. Stupid dog got greedy. Stupid dog got greedy. And he succeeds his bleed roll, but he still does take the one bleed damage, but is no longer bleeding. All right, Arcus. Um, I'm going to use I'm gonna, one action to reload, and then my other action, I'm going to... Uh, I'm just going yeah, to try to strike it again. All right, with a 19 hit. That will kill. Oh boy, that was sure an exciting session. Make sure to tune in next time when Terran dies. Wait, I... Anyways, be sure to come back next time as our adventurers take on the Outlaws of Alkenstar. If you like what we do here, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash tpkpodcast or joining our Discord server. Also remember to follow us on Twitter at the tpkpodcast. See you next time, Outlaws. Thank you.
Roll for it. 